Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Professor James McKenney. We're talking right now about Planet X. And he's got an updated book, of course, which is Planet X Update 2020, The Real History of Planet X. This orbit that uh, Robert Harrington was talking about that uh, came in an interview with Zachariah Sitchin. Uh, so he increased it by about 600 uh, miles, I guess, 4,200 uh, 4, year, 600 years rather. But that, as you said, Jim, is not a, is not a big jump, is it? No, no. I mean, given what he knew in 1986 during the Sitchin interview, uh, he was pretty close because at that point they had not observed anything. They were just looking at the orbits of Uranus and Neptune being pulled down. So he knew it was about four Earth masses. They knew that's what they were looking for. And they knew it was down there. So they were looking. And so he went to New Zealand with a relatively small telescope, an eight-inch astrograph, and so he took pictures, and he came back, and then he went back in the, uh, every year there until 1989. He finally identified the, the object down there that was moving by doing blink comparison, it's called, in astronomy. And then so he went back in 1990, he got another set of photos, and finally, 1991, they had enough data to determine its orbit exactly. And at that point also, I believe that he would have seen what turned out to be the companion. And uh, that was a huge controversial issue also. But the, the important thing about the companion is that by knowing its orbital period, you can calculate the mass of the central object. So they knew that not only were their calculations from Uranus and Neptune correct, but they could actually directly measure it. So there was, that was the basis. So then he knew it was 4,200 years they knew the orbit was coming in, was almost direct collision course with Earth. The estimate was about a million miles away. That's four lunar distances. But uh, uh, And then uh, there was the question, was there another object also coming in with it? And in, 19, in 2015 and then 2014, I went down to South America myself and with a similar type of equipment, determined that there was no other object down there. So uh, I proved that he found the only thing that was down there, and that's what it was, was the, became the nucleus of Hale-Bopp. And Jim, you know, the controversy of Planet X, of course, is they've said that whenever it comes around planet Earth, it creates havoc, tragedy, might have caused the flood of Noah. What do you think of that? Well, uh, that object was on a very near, uh, it was a Earth-crossing orbit, and it came perpendicular. So the here's the situation. The probability of it coming close to Earth is pretty small. Um, but if it's, if it's on a direct collision course, then the, the probability is one. But uh, the, now it's on its way out of the solar system. It'll be back in 26, uh, about 2,600 years. So it lost all of that time in its orbital period in one cycle. So the, if you use that same logic, it was probably there around not 4,600 years ago, but probably about 6,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. That would put it right around the time of Noah's flood. Well, that's true. Now, Zechariah Sitchin has called this planet Nibiru, and he claims it's inhabited. What do you think? What's, what's your guess? Well, I don't think it's inhabited because it's a, a pretty steaming hot planet because of all the activity. 
<clears throat> However, part of my book I talk about, there was signaling that was measured, and this was something not uh, that I determined myself, but it's from my contacts that in the security agencies that there, in fact, were measurements of intelligent signaling that came from the region of the comet. And I also in the book talk about why would alien beings be around a big hot comet? And it turns out that it's because they use it for braking and accelerating coming in the solar system and going out of the solar system. They use the magnetic field of the discharge in the comet that creates a large magnetic field and they can really push against that for braking and then for accelerating going back out. And so, uh, and I uh, had contact with people at Goddard, NASA, Goddard Space Flight Center. And, uh, you know, there was just so much going on behind the scenes there once that NASA had the lid put on it basically in 1991. Uh, and it took a while for me to piece all this together. But so all I do is say in the book is that there is good evidence that there was intelligent signaling coming from the region of the comet. That's pretty dramatic all by itself. This is, it's exciting. Now, why isn't main, mainstream science astronomers telling us about this planet X? I mean, if it's only 2,000-some years away in terms of orbit, you think they'd be able to find it, right? Well, yeah, they know the exact orbit, and they, they uh, have, we're watching Hale-Bopp leave the solar system. So they know exactly where this is. And that's, by the way, just one object. Uh, in the last 15 years, NASA has discovered hundreds of planets around our solar system. A lot of them small, a lot of them Pluto-sized. But even that's a, a pretty big object. But what we don't know is the orbits of these objects. And we, uh, I've heard that there are some objects out there that are, Pluto, or that are Jupiter-sized. And they might be just in harmless orbits way out there. We don't know. But nobody has published the orbits. And, and we know that there are hundreds of these objects now out in the Kuiper region that they have discovered. And the controversy, though, still continues, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely. But I just want to make it clear that I don't have any information about anything impending right now other than in 2,600 years this hale thing is coming back. Uh, and uh, it's big, and it's on an Earth-crossing orbit. <laughs> so uh, I don't think any of us have to worry about that. But uh, the the other issue is that these things can come in and unannounced, and uh, within you know a very short period of time, all of a sudden we could have something on our table. But also, it's a very rare event when you have the big comets that would have some kind of Earth-crossing. Uh, orbit. It, it's a very rare event. It sure is. Have we been lucky, Jim, that we haven't been hit by an asteroid or some other space object? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, the, this is a shooting match out here. It's like a big billiard ball game, and we're just, you know, the, I guess the thing we have going for us is Earth is just a speck of dust out here, really. And uh, so, so direct collisions are rare, but if it happens, uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, going to be a major event. But also, not just collisions, what I've discovered is these objects come by, 
And we can look in the historical record of mass extinctions, and we've probably had 20 mass extinctions on planet Earth, not only the dinosaurs. Oh, that's right. And I don't believe these were asteroid collisions. These were big objects that came by Earth. And the action at a distance, I call it. I'm going to start calling you Velikovsky. <laughs> Remember, we had a debate. I had a debate with Dr. David Morrison on That's that right. topic. Exactly. And, and uh, that was, a, a, I think, one of the most probably listened to shows of all time. Uh, but that was uh, quite the event. I remember that. Those... Uh... Those debates are, are, you're right, they're well listened to. People love those things, and uh, I think you won that debate, didn't you? I did with a call-in vote, which surprised me completely. I thought I would lose by a million to nothing, <laughs> you know, defending Velikovsky and my work on electrical nature of comets, etc. But uh, so uh, that surprised me. Is, more than anybody is, else. is NASA afraid to tell the public there's a planet in their solar system, it's on a 4,000-year elliptical orbit, uh, when it comes by, there is some things that it does to the planet uh, that creates some havoc, but it's out there, folks, but don't worry, it's 2,600 years away. Why are they afraid? It's This is a top-down thing, and that's what I've discovered, is when... When Harrington discovered that, his work was buried. Now, even though he died, um, his work should have continued. You know, somebody else would pick it up, Tom Van Plander, his assistant, or somebody. But it just got shut down. And so this is a top-down thing from the, uh, the, you know, the Vatican was involved, the the CIA. It was, (laughs) I can't explain uh, I can't answer your question, but it's a t- I can tell you it's a top-down thing, and the people at NASA are under strict gag orders. You'll see that people from NASA can't just walk up to the microphone and say something. It goes through an official release agency, and it's, it's um, you know, okayed by people like uh, 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 Tony Phillips, uh, people like that who are in the release agency. And and it's very structured, everything that comes out of NASA. I remember an article in a newspaper, and it was a long time ago, James. I mean, I was young, much younger. Uh, but they talked about uh, an extra planet, a planet X out there. Uh, so, I mean, there were some who knew about this. Yes. Yeah, the, the idea that uh, the Uranus and Neptune were being pulled down, if they were being pulled in or something like that, it would be... You could maybe say, oh, well, maybe it's something funny going on with gravity out there. But these were being pulled down, and uh, it was very noticeable, very measurable. So uh, it wasn't like they could account for this by some, you know, strange anomaly of gravity. But uh, so there has to be a lot of astronomers that know about this but just are keeping quiet. And what I've learned also, there's a pecking order in astronomy which I got caught up in when I was at Cornell. And, of course, I'm not one to hold back. No, so, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Needless to say, I didn't understand the bees hive I was in when I was there. Now I do. Uh, but um, uh, so, yeah, m- mainly astronomers are mild-mannered people, you know, and uh, and and I'd say the, what I've learned, too, is that the new crop of astronomers are completely clueless about all this history. 
Yeah, they are. Why is that? Is that intentional cluelessness or is they just don't know? They just, well, it's not part of their training and they, they learn, you know, they're so busy being a graduate student and then getting your first postdoc and then getting your first assignment at NASA or some observatory. They're so busy and I've met these people. Um, they, they're so busy. They're just green behind the ears and they don't, they don't know what they don't know. And the, the people on top, the Hal Weavers and the other people like that, don't uh, pass this information on to them. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.